drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It is Wednesday here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Derek Opry, always coming to you talking Lions football. And when I'm recording here, the Lions are in training camp. (laughs) Training camp is rolling for basically all the NFL teams right now. Lions players are reporting. I think when you guys are hearing this, there'll be the first day of practice. Fans can come season ticket holders starting on Saturday I believe public on Sunday football is back baby and I love it so we're gonna have a really good show today what I want to do is quickly finish up the dollars make sense series we'll talk some tight ends and some specialists kind of put a bow on that whole thing I know uh, a lot of you out there you know really like hearing about all the contracts and obviously I give you my take on the players who work our way through as well this year you know with some of our guests and the way we went about it you know a little bit different than in the past but I know it's one of the uh, top listened to series we do throughout the year that the draft coverage game reviews all that kind of stuff so appreciate everybody checking it out Um, definitely want you to hit that subscribe button and share this with a friend because now that there's real football, real practices, lots going on. There'll be tons to talk about. And I know all the Kool-Aid drinkers that are drinking that delicious Honolulu blue flavored Kool-Aid are fired up for this football team and are ready, excited, and think this can be a great football season. Drink it in now. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. So let's let's just get into it. Oh, we also have Joey Christopoulos from, gosh, I want to say from Believe Podcast Network, but he's doing so many different projects right now. He's just all over the place. He's the king of all media, as I often call him. Great guy. Always fun when he comes on the show. He's going to dial into the Kool-Aid hotline. You guys know what that number is, 989-272-3484. Talk more about the hotline here in a moment. But uh, before Joey calls in, let's do some news and notes. Let's uh, talk about some things going on with the team, and then we'll talk about um, the tight end group as well as kickers, punters, um, people like that to uh, work our way through all the different position groups uh, on dollars make sense. So before I even get into that, though, I just want to say Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell, and they have a young, lean mean Detroit Lions roster when it comes to the contracts. But now these guys, I mean, they need to make plays. And what they need to do more than even make plays, they need to win (laughs) come game day. They need to make this city proud. They need to uh, beat the 
those big teams. They need to play well under the bright lights. They need to stack W's and, and have a, a good season, a good few seasons here in the future. So um, as you guys know, as we're working our way through these contracts, like a lot of cheap deals, a lot of young players, a lot of upside, a lot of hope, a lot of Kool-Aid, but now they got to do it. So I think they will. I think this will be a really fun season. I don't know where the W's and L's are necessarily going to come out at the, when it's all said and done, but it's going to be really fun regardless. It's going to be extra fun when J-Mo, Jamison Williams, is on the football field, healthy, doing his thing. I think everyone's going to love this kid, and he's going to be ultra-dynamic. But it it may take him a bit to get back. Or, I mean, the kid's been saying he's going to be ready. You know, there was uh, who Chris Godwin just recently came back from a knee. He hurt his knee at the beginning of January. J-Mo right uh, in that same type of time frame. So I think that, you know, he could surprise how early he comes back. And if it takes longer than expected, don't worry either. Because this is going to be so fun to see him on the field and see this team uh, really rolling, I think, when that happens uh, more so than anything. So, um, you know, excited about the contracts, but also need to see it now all come to fruition. That's what we're all waiting for. Uh, a couple quick hits, news and notes. I mean, there's been a lot of buzz out on the Twitter sphere. You guys can find me at Derek Oakery. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Um, about alternative jerseys, different helmets. You know, all these teams coming out with things. What, like six, seven teams all come out with a black helmet. It's like... Okay, can we be a little more creative, NFL? Can we kind of go a little different? Like, obviously, I liked some of them. I liked the Panthers, you know, um, a couple other teams. I kind of like that crispy white one that the uh, Bengals came out with. But, I mean, just for everybody doing a black helmet with their logo, I mean, not much fancy about that. But Lions fans, you know, are like, where's our alternative jerseys? You know, turn it back to the 80s, 90s. You know, you've seen some crazy um, new age alternates out there. I guess my take on it is I don't think you'll see an alternate helmet till 2023. I do think it would be cool to kick it back to kind of that old school line with the block numbers, you know, just that, that blue with the silver on the shoulders, things like that. That would be really cool to see. But uh, Lions are probably going to debut new uniforms too in the next year or two. So, you know, you hate to kind of get anything unless it's a throwback if you're going to just switch up your jerseys completely. But I do think they'll have a sweet um, second helmet. I don't exactly know. The coolest one I saw was kind of a a chrome blue silver mix with a like a chromish lion with a, a blue face mask. I mean, it looked kind of sweet. So we'll see if they get anything ultra creative or if it's a throwback to the past. But I know a lot of people are excited about that. We all love jerseys, helmets, combos. Uh, you know, they came with all white crispies last year, which was kind of cool to see the all whites from the Lions. We didn't expect that kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, we'll see where they go with their jerseys as well as the helmets. The Lions did pick up Isaiah Bugs recently. Now, I don't, I'm not going to read his whole bio. I'm not going to be like other podcasts where they pull up Wikipedia and read that as if they know football top to bottom. But what I remember about Isaiah Bugs is that I liked him coming out in the draft process. Big physical defensive tackle. Um, been with Pittsburgh, which is always a positive. You know he learned how to play gritty, hard-nosed football there. You know that he is the type of player that is going to do what he's supposed to. Big, stout player 
from what I remember, as well as a photo I saw him, big old beard on him. I was like, yeah, this guy looks like a DT that can can give you snaps and maybe give you some production. So I don't mind that ad of Isaiah Bugs hasn't had a big time career, you know, at the National Football League after coming out of college, but um, maybe just a nice depth player, bottom of the roster type guy with some physicality that the Lions can use in in different ways. Um, next next thing I want to talk about is I've been promoing this. I reached out to some of the loyal Kool-Aid drinkers, the people that I think have strong takes, the people that I think would be entertaining. Um, we've already got, you know, X amount of calls and voicemails and texts that I've picked out for the August 2nd um, live call-in show. Now, I think I told some of you, like, you know, we usually record Tuesdays, you know, 7, 7.30, um, you know, type time frame, usually go about an hour or so to uh, knock out the pod. But I think that day on the second with Chops, he usually needs to come in later. So if you want to do a live call in on August 2nd to the Kool-Aid cast, you dial up 989-272-3484 on August 2nd. That's a Tuesday. And do it like a little bit after 8 o'clock because... I'm going to have to work it out with Chops, whether he comes on early or does a, a later time like he's been known to do. We'll just stay on or figure out how to be on in case uh, people want to be in live. I know some of you have said you're going to try to call that day. Like I say, other people, you know, I said, if you can't leave a voicemail earlier, we've got some good takes, some good questions that we'll get after. But we're hoping that a lot of the loyal Lions fans will take a take that opportunity because if that's a fun show and if we get a, a good amount of calls and content, you know, that'd be something we definitely like to do more. You know, I've been trying to build the Kool-Aid hotline here for a while, uh, used it, then it kind of went away, just didn't bother with it. And now I'm trying to bring it back because I do love hearing from you all, all you guys. Like some of you guys have really uh, funny opinions. Some of you have good questions. Some of you have these interesting takes on the lions that we don't get a chance to do here on the show. And, they're fun to hear, but it would be fun to get, you know, again, we can only do so many on an actual pod. So if you want to get in, you're either going to have to get with me ahead of time and we'll set up a time or we're only going to be able to take so many calls during that show. So um, definitely try to be a part of that. You guys know who you are and uh, that should be fun. So I just wanted to promo that again. We're, uh, gosh, only about a week or two away from that. Uh, actually, that'll be next week. That'll be next week's show. Uh can't believe it's going to be into August already. Uh, Lions Hard Knocks, August 9th is the debut episode. Um, word came out recently that the Lions actually volunteered to be on Hard Knocks, which to me, that's just one more example of Dan freaking Campbell and Brad Holmes and Sheila Hamp. I guess she dropped the forward for good reasons I would suppose um it's they're not scared of this history they're not scared of the mystique or the um I guess it's not even a mystique it's a you know the track record here of not winning not being a productive football team they're like you know screw that SOL you know count us out here we come we're gonna get this thing turned around and now they're like no we don't have to be Fort Knox. We don't have to be this place that tries to keep everything ultra secret to win football games. We don't have to be the 
you know, same old organization that you've been used to. We'll be open. We'll be honest. We'll be upfront. We'll be swaggy. We'll do hard knocks. We'll be ourselves, but you'll see the personality come out. You'll see that we actually finally have a GM that knows what he's doing. Um, you'll see that we have fiery assistant coaches that are trying to get football players better for once once they come to the team rather than uh, just bust out of the league in a couple years or never improve their skills you're going to see the competitiveness from top to bottom that's going to drive this football team the grit that they're all about I absolutely love it you know not only did they get are they going to be on the show but they said put us on see what we're about see what we're building here in the D Um, that just shows a lot of confidence and a lot of self-awareness slash you know just uh just not being scared you know they're not scared of the cameras they're not worried about what are we going to look like we want to keep the secret they want to see you know dan campbell or the forwards out in the public no they're willing to do it they feel like they got a football team and and men that can do it and i'm really excited about that i was happy to hear that they not only are on it obviously we heard that you know months ago but that they volunteered they asked to be on it i think it's going to be really fun for all the lions fans and really eye-opening to the rest of the country because they're still getting laughed at at times the lions are still getting talked bad about on different sports talk radio and pods that i listen to that have no idea what's going on here with this football team um same old garbage where people just you know these experts quote unquote that uh, you know just know the big markets or just you know they're just going off what happened 10 years ago like obviously this is a whole different plan this is a whole different rebuild and these are different leaders at the top now as i said a minute ago you're still going to have to put up w's you're still going to have to add talent you're still going to have to get these players and people to rise up when the time is right rather than in the off season get the Kool-Aid flowing after the draft get all excited come season and you know you lose the first few and we're in another tough season you got to put that to bed there's no question but i think they got the men the leadership to do so and i can't wait to see it a couple other quick things i want to talk about Trinity Benson, Quintez Cephas, you guys know him as Q. <laughs> these are these are two guys that are getting a lot of buzz. You know, people actually uttering the phrase Trinity Benson as the best offseason player for the Lions, the most improved, a guy that caught Hard Knox's eye when they were here in mini camps. And the reason I'm bringing up Trinity Benson is like, even if he's way better. I don't know if he can really carve out the type of role you would hope for here with the Lions. But I'm tagging Trinity Benson and Q Quintez as trade candidates. I think these are two nice young receivers that are going to show themselves in camp. And that might be guys you can move. And I'm not talking about for some big, you know, anything. But I'm talking about for a later round draft pick or for another positional player that could help you. You know, I think there was a little bit of rumblings about Quintez maybe going out to Houston, them adding another younger receiver while they try to rebuild things. You know, obviously we gave up a couple picks from uh, for Benson. Like maybe we could get a pick or so back, just kind of make that a wash. But they would really both have to ball out to be some big time, you know, um, guys getting looks. But I think one's going to probably maybe be a depth player on this team, but I could definitely see one being dealt um, for something, you know, something to help the rebuild, something to help the team, 
um, at a different position. So keep your eye on that. See if that happens. And the last thing I wanted to mention was the Aaron Glenn interview with Adam Schefter on the Adam Schefter pod. You know, lots of good expert excerpts coming out from that, like lots of good talk by Aaron Glenn, lots of, you know, he's just very confident, very calculated guy, smart, feels like he just eats, sleeps, and breathes football. But the thing I wanted to pick out, it's a great t-shirt slogan. It's a perfect thing for Lions fans to latch onto. And I tweeted it out after I listened to the interview. And that's disrupt, deny, and defend. (laughs) That was the three Ds. And then, of course, Schefter also talked about Detroit and about defense, if you want to get it up to five. But I just like disrupt, deny, and defend. And basically what Aaron Glenn said is you got to disrupt people on the defensive side of the ball. Don't let them get in their routes. Get get the offensive line disrupted up front. You have to deny, meaning like don't let them do what they want to do. Don't let them go where they want to go. Be able to deny what the other teams want to do. And and ultimately when the ball comes your way or when uh, you know you got to make a play in the red zone, goal line, whatever, you got to defend. You got to defend. You got to get off the football field. You got to make plays. So I really like that. Disrupt, deny, defend. Um, that rung, you know, true with me as well as let's do it this year. You know, let's not just put it on a T-shirt. Let's not just talk about it. Let's see us early. See the players early in the season. Uh, disrupting receivers, getting right up in their face. Let's see, you know, people getting denied what they want to do offensively. Let's deny the football when it's in the air rather than receivers running wide open. Let's defend the den. Let's defend our goal line. Let's make plays. Let's on third and medium. Get off the field. Get the ball back to the offense. Let them do some things. So Aaron Glenn, I love him, man. I hope he can stay here another couple years. You know, lots of talk about him being a head coach, but I hope he can stay and I hope he – Gosh, I just hope he he says he wants to be the best defensive coordinator ever in Detroit. Well, first year was a little bit rocky, I'm not going to lie. Lots of video of him yelling at practice, but then being very, you know, stagnant on the sidelines. I'd like to see a little more emotion from Aaron Glenn this year, a lot more aggressiveness. He's got more dogs that can get after the football field, get after the quarterback, or get after the football and the quarterback. So unleash him, man. Let's, Let's actually go do some things, scheme up some things that other teams can't handle and get it done from a defensive perspective. So that, that's kind of what I got off the top. Let's go ahead and do this, um, just because I'm not sure when Joey will be calling in. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then I'll rumble through tight end specialists, and then by then, by the time I get through with that, I bet Joey will be dialing up. We'll finish the show out with him. So everybody, let's get one of our great sponsors in here, and I'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform 
where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, back from the break. As I always say, thank you so much for listening to the show, listening to those sponsor ads. That really helps us out, as well as uh, just always, you know, touting out the show. Like, there's so many people that are always, you know, you know, sending me Kool-Aid photos or putting Detroit Kool-Aid or drink that Kool-Aid in their in their tweets and whatnot. And, and I always try to retweet that with the hashtag Detroit Kool-Aid cast or you know, always trying to be optimistic and get Lions fans excited. So appreciate all you guys doing that. Um, let's not mess around. Let's get right into this. So let's just talk uh, tight ends and specialists. I'm not going to get too deep into these because I, I want to leave time for Joey as well as, you know, these aren't the biggest position groups on the team. Let's start with T. J. Hocked. Um you know, it doesn't look like they're going to extend him at this point. I'm looking at his contract. I mean, in 2022, his cap hit is around $6.5 million. He's got a signing bonus as well as a roster bonus mix, mixed in. You know, the they're obviously not going to move on from this player. They did pick up the fifth-year option, so his contract goes up to 9.39 next year as in regards to a cap hit. I've said that I think an extension would put him anywhere from 12, 13, all the way up to 15, maybe even like the way the market works up to 17 million, which sounds crazy, but you know how the market works where the minute you sign somebody, it looks crazy, and then a bunch of other guys get signed. Even at the tight end position, I know it's not quarterback, but I do think that uh, T.J. Hawkinson um, is only getting better. And you can say, well, the numbers don't show. He can't stay healthy. I mean, have you ever heard of like a receiver or a running back or a tight end where it takes them two, three years, and then by three, four, five, six, seven, that's when they're pro bowlers. That's when they're ball players. I mean, that's what I could see from Mr. Hawkinson. So I want to keep him around, but I do think tight end's a position where you can kind of slow play it. So he gets a fifth. If he balls out this year, you st- it's not like, hey, he balled out. Now you really got to pay him big. You still got that fifth year number that he's under. 
Um, obviously, if he plays incredible this year and looks good, that's more incentive to sign him long-term, but you don't have to. You can also play him that fifth-year option and then franchise tag. And a franchise tag at tight end isn't uh, out, outrageous either. You know, I want to say it's 12 to 15, somewhere in that range right now. So TJ Hawkinson is a guy that I hope is here for a long time. I think he's going to be ultra-dynamic this year in the middle of the football field as well as in the red zone. And I can't wait to see it. So definitely a player I think is going to come into his own. Now, this is a guy that I barely even put on my list because he's just been off my radar. And it's Garrett Griffin, the guy they brought from the Saints. You know, supposed to be kind of a blocking player, supposed to be, you know, that guy that does what Dan Campbell wants. I mean, Garrett Griffin is a 965,000 type player and a cap hit. Um, No dead cap if you let him go. Just the one-year deal. So, Garrett Griffin, either make it and carve out a role or somebody that you move on from. And the reason you might move on from him is we got this guy from Michigan named Devin Funches. <laughs> now, I haven't heard a lot of buzz. There was also some rumor innuendo that everywhere Devin Funches has been, he's not very engaged. He doesn't really love football. I mean, we'll see. I feel like he's always been kind of productive where he's been, but obviously he has bounced around. He kind of bounced out of the league there here recently. So I don't know what we're going to get from Funches, but I think that I'm trying to even find him here on Spot Track. I don't even know if he's, I even see his deal on here. One year, 1.035, it looks like. Let's see if I can get the details, if there's any dead cap on it. So Devin Funches, again, pretty big player, you know, in regards to his stature. He'd be a nice flex player or kind of a tight end wide receiver, big wide receiver type option. It looks like his cap hits 895K, no dead cap. Um, But that base salary is even a little bit higher than his cap hit. So, you know, he's about a million dollar player. You know, probably don't save a ton if you move on from him, but he's easily cuttable. So we'll see what they do with with Funchy. Like, I kind of hope he makes it, but looking at this tight end lineup, as I look at it, like, you know, now we're working our way to Brock Wright, a guy that kind of has some sneaky speed as a coming out of Notre Dame, caught a few trick touchdowns last year. Looking at Brock Wright, like he's under contract just for this year, and then he's exclusive rights free agent. You know, cap hit of only 825K. I'm curious to see what Brock Wright has. I think he could be kind of a nice surprise as a depth tight end for this team. Or I could see that, hey, whatever you saw last year was just kind of what it was. And they move on from him for other type players at the position. But I kind of do like, like I said, I think he's faster than most people think. He seemed built pretty well. He seems like he's a hard worker, so... I do like Brock Wright as a depth tight end. If I was making the team, he'd probably be in my, on my depth chart. Now, a guy that wouldn't be on my depth chart, but it's starting to get on my radar, if you know what I'm saying, is this guy Shane Zilstra. Now, I heard, too, that he had one of the greatest off-seasons for the Lions. Incredible minicamp, catching everything all over the football field. 825, you know, on the, on the cap hit. You can obviously move on from this player, but he's only 26 years old this year. He's a 
guy that we haven't seen anything from, but I'm telling you right now to keep your eye on Shane Zilstra. I think he might be a surprise of training camp, a surprise add to the final roster. But to do so, he's going to have to get by my next guy. That's my boy, James Mitchell out of Vatek. You know, didn't wasn't really on my draft radar, but once they took him, lots of people are saying this was a really nice value. Obviously, we have him for the next four years on a rookie deal, 765K up to 930K, then $1 million, just over $1 million the next two years. So very low contract for, for James Mitchell there. I think he's going to be a guy that as long as he's healthy, He's another guy too that might surprise, get some plays in preseason, kind of uh, give you that, give you that. Oh, hey, we might have something here in this player type of feel. We have Nolan, Given, Givon, however you want to say it. He looks like kind of a, um, you know, just a camp body here. I don't see any real cap hit, um, no big details on him. So let's skip by him. Derek Deese is an undrafted free rookie free agent that they brought in out of. Um, is this the kid? This kid's out of San Jose State. You know, they brought him as undrafted, which they get him for three years on that type of deal. So 2022, 2023, 2024, he's signed up for. Never makes more than $986,000 on any of those years in regards to a cap hit. I've heard rumblings, too. This is another sneaky player. So the Lions have a lot of sneaky guys or guys to watch at the tight end position. It's a position I would definitely look for. If you're looking for who's going to make the team based on their dollars make sense and their the way they play football, give me T.J. Hawkinson. Give me Brock Wright. Give me James Mitchell. And give me Funchy in a perfect world. You know, Griffin and Deese, and the other guys, either practice squad, or bowling alley, or call you if we need you, you know, type of feel, just like uh, Andre Fluellen back in the day, I mean, a guy would get cut every few weeks, and then we'd be called back every few days, it's kind of how it went down for Flo, but uh, I could see these guys trying to be a revolving door on the back end of the roster when it comes to tight ends. Oh, geez. Now we got to talk about kickers and punters, I guess, are people, too. Let's just do this. Kickers, we're looking at Austin Seibert, $965,000 type of range for him. Riley Patterson, the rookie out of Memphis last year, $825K. I'm actually rooting for Riley Patterson to make the team. I got nothing against Seibert, and he's kind of bounced around the league. He's supposed to have the bigger leg, this, that, and the other. Tyler Patterson just seemed to come in and make kicks all day, every day last year. Very consistent, very good um, when it came to that. I've also heard in the offseason that the kickers and people were just, gosh, they were just shanking everything. You know, they were missing tons of kicks in, in mini camps and whatnot. You know, people were like, hey, maybe they're trying. What are you trying to do? You know, what are you working on? All you got to do is kick it through the upright. So that's worrisome a little bit, but... It is what it is. I think one of those two will probably make it. If a good kicker gets cut, they could maybe upgrade at that position. Obviously, the money doesn't really matter with those low dollar amounts. Jack Fox is a player that everyone loves in this town. He booms the football, but I heard something like he was the worst kickoff man 
in the entire league last year, which shocked me. So I don't know if they were asking him to maybe not kick it in the end zone or what he was doing, but you'd think a guy that can boom like 70-yard punts would easily be able to kick it out of the back of the end zone, but I guess that wasn't the case. Um, we have him signed this year for 895 k and then he's a restricted free agent. He's only 26 years old, so as much as he's just a punter, I would like them to keep Jack Fox around long-term, you know, here and rather than just going year to year with him. And Scott Daly is the long snapper. Again, I know you guys don't think or don't want to hear a bunch about long snappers, but he seemed to come in and do well filling in for Don Muehlbach, the legend for the Lions, which... It's hard to even say when you got to call a long snapper a legend, but what Don Muehlbach played with, 20 seasons or something? So Scott Daly seemed to do well, 825K. I mean, you do have to have a good long snapper, but never something you think about on your football team. So th- that's kind of where they're at with the specialists. You know, who's going to win the kicking battle? Jack Fox, you know, hopefully kicks off a little better. He's a hell of a punter. And Scott Daly. They're at the long snapper position. So that's that's dollars make sense. Like I said, I think I sort of worked through all the different positions. I usually try to pair them up as best I could. I had fun talking with Chops, my buddy, and Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated All Lions, as well as excited to have Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcasting Network call up and talk ball today. I'm probably, before he comes on, I'll probably tell you guys, I'm probably just going to rile up Joey and just sort of get after him about why the Lions are so much better than his Bears. Because the Lions are the hotness of the league. The Bears are like the team everybody's making fun of across the league in regards to hype heading into the season. So I'll probably get into him in regards to that. But we'll wait till he calls up. So, like I said, just finishing up dollars makes sense. Like, I think that there's not many big contracts on this roster. I mean, when you look at it, especially when it comes to a cap hit perspective, like it's very well built right now. You know, you're looking at Jared Goff, Chops's boy, 31 plus million dollars when it comes to a cap hit. Taylor Decker, your left tackle, which obviously is a, one of the bigger, more important positions on the football team. million cap hit this season. Romeo Okwara, who we've heard is... We haven't heard anything about Romeo. Like, I know he had a bad injury with that Achilles, but word is they haven't seen him around the facility. I haven't heard about him being ready. So that's going to be a bummer if he's not ready to go because he's 14.5 mil on that new deal that he's got. Mr. Okuda... Over $9 million. I know Aaron Glenn said that they think they know what they have in this player, but they're not sure. I sure hope he can ball, but I'm not sure either. So I just hope that that he can do some things at that number. You also have Michael Brockers at 8.9, which... It doesn't make much sense to move on from him, but we need we'd like to get more production from Michael Brockers rather than just him doing interviews or him talking about how he's trying to help people in the locker room. I'd like to see him kill a few quarterbacks. You got Hal Vitae at eight point seven mil in a cap hit. You got Frank Ragnow heading into his new uh parts of his deal. 
7.5 this year. And then it kind of settles out. Then you get a, a, you know, a handful of guys that are anywhere from 6 down to that $4 million range. Even DJ Chark, man, only a $4 million cap hit. Everyone talking about $10, $12 million is his actual deal. Well, on the cap, he's only costing four point six this year. But then when you roll down, uh, you know, farther, you got Swift, two point three. Rolling down more, you got a guy like Josh Reynolds, two million dollars. Rolling down farther, you got players that'll hopefully help this team, like Big Denim, only making one point eight. You got Josh Pascal, one point four. Jonah Jackson, one point one. Julian O'Quar, 1.3. Big Plump. Aleem McNeil, 1.1. Scrolling down farther. Ify Melifanu, only making about a million dollars. Jared Davis coming back to the Lions on a million dollars. Everyone's favorite receiver, Quintez, not even making a million. You got my guy Derek Barnes making a million flat. I mean, lots of young talent. At the middle bottom of this roster that are barely making a million, two million, you know, the high guys, you know, you got a guy like Mike Hughes, if he can give you something at a cornerback, 2.25. I mean, A.O. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> you, I, I, I'm sure I like surprise people that's driving in their cars, listening to this at the gym, and then I drop that. I mean, here's the old classic. Oh, baby. <laughs> Number 24, man. I'm curious if they'll ink him up to a big deal. But AO is only making 2.6 on the cap. Charles Harris, who just signed a new deal, only making three flat. Jameson Williams, top 12 player, top playmaker in the NFL draft, only making three points. One million. Tracy, who they just signed to a big deal, only $3.3 million. Aiden Hutchinson, only, well, I'm not going to say only making. He's a big defensive end that they expect a lot from. 6.4 on the cap. TJ Hawkinson, 6.5 mil. So, you know, you're basically looking from like Jared Goff down to, down to J-Mo. You know, you're up to 31.5, basically, with with Jared Goff, you know, Chops' favorite football player in the NFL, to my favorite football player maybe in the NFL, Jamison Williams, um, down at $3.1 million. That's, that's where the ball players are. That's where the difference makers are on this football team. Very nice, you know, quarterback, left tackle, defensive end, your top three tight paid players then you get a big time paid corner then you're paying you know a guy like frank ragnow aiden hutchinson jmo dj chart tracy you know the type of guys you mostly would like to pay now the lions do they don't have a ton of cap space now but i do think they need a couple more blue chip guys and they can't all come from the draft so i'm curious how they will do that and when they will do that but i think they will make that play here soon let me we should have joey coming in real quick so let me think if there's anything else to get in here trying to go live where he'll just call in and we'll just dive into some nfl topics with him here's the power of the podcast everybody jumping back on you can hear joey calling in live 
Here we go. Detroit Kool-Aid cast Oakry. Mr. Oakry. Joey Christopoulos calling in. The one and only, the king of all media, Joey Christopoulos, man. How you been doing? Been good, man. Start a training camp, first day, been smoking that Riley Reefer. <laughs> Life is good, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, well, we we may get into that, and I don't know, like right now, <laughs> because uh, I thought we'd just have you on, talk a little football, promo your stuff, and... I, I went through Lions News and Notes. I've been talking dollars make sense. Just looking at the Lions, like their contracts, their young players they got on this football team. But, Joey, I know I usually beat you up on this, but I might as well go to the well one more time. How are you feeling about the Lions being the hotness of the National Football League, the star of hard knocks, the team most talked about, most bet on, most excited about across the country, and your Bears, well, not so much. <laughs> It's a bizarre world. Uh, stranger <laughs> Things, the upside down. Yeah, USA Today, Lions, 8-9. Coming up, guys. Making it happen. Um, but well, look, I think every single year we try and look for different trends, right? And we, dude, I've been doing hopping on as a guest, either on the hotline or on the Kool-Aid cast these last couple of years. And we've been, we've been predicting this for a while, that, you know, that the Lions actually possibly could be doing it right for the first time in a very long time you know you've had to take your lumps the last couple of seasons but now with all that draft capital with all finally those rams picks starting to flow in a little bit i think there's nothing wrong with having a little optimism in detroit um you know we're going back to the well again i don't think you got the quarterback of the future but that's okay if all the other pieces are there and there's just one thing away i think you know we've said it before man Hopefully the Bears and the Lions in 2024 and 2025 are going to be the class of the NFC North duking it out. And for the Bears, you know, look, man, I mean, show me the playbook from the last couple of years of the Lions with you guys. I mean, this is basically what we're doing. We're bringing it down to the studs. We're trying to get draft capital. We're trying to get money under the salary cap. And as much as I want to talk myself into a ton of wins for the Bears, it could be a real struggle this season. And that's just the way it goes, right? At the very least, we're like mirror opposites where you guys have you guys have a ton of pieces and an offensive line and this draft capital. And meanwhile, we don't have much, but we have the quarterback, right? If we could just put our two teams together, we probably would be NFC contenders, right? So, Joey, that's where I wanted to keep going. You kind of led me to some of my other questions. I mean, here the Lions years ago cast off a player like Riley Reef. He wasn't good enough to play on the Lions, who were not good at that time. Now he's being obtained by your Bears. The Lions, a few years back, changed their jerseys to a more new, a more fresh, a different look. The Bears have now decided to go full orange for some reason. Ugh, oh, I'm sure is, yeah. is what you're saying. You have the Lions have players here wanting to be here all year round. You have guys like uh, Roquan Smith who doesn't want to be there at all. You got receivers in the police line like the Lions did about five years ago when they couldn't keep themselves out of police blotter. Like, I do think they're very similar, yet not similar at all, as you noted. Yeah, let's take things one thing at a time. You know, to be very <laughs> fair, Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith did show up to camp today. Um, he is there, whether he is holding out and not going to practice with being in the building, which is a kind of a new one for me, 
we'll see what happens. You know, in terms of the Riley Reese thing, I'm not jumping up and down and doing jumping jacks. You know, he was on the Bengals last year. He played the first 12 games with them. We all know that the Bengals didn't have a very good offensive line. He was a part of that. And, yeah, the guy's gotten big money before and couldn't really cut it. But at the bottom line is he is at very least a professional. He is a body out there. We have probably one of the most concerning, worst offensive lines in the NFC, if not the NFL. We could have that debate because it's that bad. I think adding him and adding a guy like Schofield, which they just did the other day, a guard from the Chargers, I just think it puts a couple more professionals in that room. And it helps us get this get through this year a little bit. Is it going to look great? Are they going to change the offense? I don't think so. But probably a little bit better and probably buys a little bit more time for some of the guys that they've drafted the last couple of years to sort of just kind of see what happens a little bit. Um, yeah, dude, it, it's it's not going to be easy. And look, I'm not going to I'm not going to drink the Kool Aid and I'm not going to sugarcoat <laughs> what this off season's been like for the Bears. Um, they bring in a new general manager, Ryan Poles, who's never done it before. And they bring in a head coach, Matt Eberflus. And Matt Eberflus, if Dan Campbell is like the hot wing challenge, um, Matt Eberflus is like, no sauce, please. I'll have my chicken wing sauceless. He's the, they're the same guy, but Matt Eberflus is just way more boring. You know what I mean? He's like, we're just going to get up and we're going we're gonna to work hard. It's like, okay, great, awesome. Um, but in terms of the organization, it's been a little bumpy, right? I mean – the Oak and Joby thing wasn't a great sign. Um, you're right, man. Some of these wide receivers, honestly, these fourth, fifth, sixth-tier wide receivers on their last NFL legs that we're bringing into camp, a couple of them have gotten popped and gotten arrested, right? Who is that on? Is that on the evaluator? Is it on the player? I think it's very fair to everyone wants to give Ryan Poles this long leash, but I don't think it's wrong to maybe pick up that leash a little bit and see how long that length is right now. Because some of the decisions have been a little weird. Now, in terms of like Robert Quinn or Roquan Smith and all that stuff, all I will say is that I want to have reserve. I want to reserve judgment, right? Where these are all Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace players. I'm not denigrating what they do on the field, but I'm just saying if they're not a part of the future, get them out, right? Like, I, and I'm curious to see how many weeds there are in the backyard of the Bears after a Ryan Pace regime is now finally over. So it's hard to kind of pick between is this a Pace thing or a Poles problem. But so far, it's not great, right? It's not looking great. I mean, what's 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 camp been like? What's the first day of camp for the Lions been like? I'm sure it's just sunshine and roses and here we go, right? Dan Campbell snacking on some kneecaps, right? A little sipping on some flesh. What's going on with Lions camp? Drink it in, man. The, the Kool-Aid is flowing over here, Joey. Now, there's so yeah. much to unpack of what you just said. First of all, I mean, gosh, where do I start with that retort of yours? First of all, I've, I put you obviously back on your heels on the defensive, kind of coming after your hometown Bears. If if people are listening to the Kool-Aid cast for the first time, Joey, obviously, from the Chicago area, he reps Bears, he reps all things Chicago, and he's nice enough to come on here. He's doing all types of podcasting and media work. But I still come after him just like a, two guys talking uh, rather than uh, the normal professional interviews that he's used to. So I put you back on your heels. You've defended your team. Um, you said something about jumping jacks. I, I, I'm curious how many of those you could knock out or sit-ups or, or any of that. What's your <laughs> physical performance is, speaking about heading into training camp. Could you pass? I'm training the, camp ready. I'm training <laughs> camp ready, Oakley. I can pass the conditioning test. <laughs> you could pass the conditioning test. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting myself there as well. Um, all 
also like it's just so crazy because you're like trying to piece together wide receivers like the Lions were last year. Like I don't think people could be more excited mm-hmm. about Chark and St. Brown, as I call him, ARSB, and J-Mo once he hits the football field, and Reynolds, and Cephas. I mean, it feels like all the guys they were counting on last year are down four pegs, and we're just expecting a fun offense with those guys, Swift, uh, Hawkinson, like everyone's really excited about this offense with the offensive line, and, and you guys are piecing it together. I guess since you're Goman Bears, like I don't need a 30 minute diatribe about Justin Fields, but I did hear him compared to Donovan McNabb the other day. I mean, are you still as mm. high on this guy? Because I don't know who he's getting the football to. I don't know who's protecting him. I don't know where your optimism necessarily is coming from, other than his physical talents. But you seem very set on this guy still. Very set on this guy, but all the reasons that you just mentioned, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out how to actually gauge this guy's progress this year from all the things that you just mentioned. If he really has nothing around him, can we honestly truly expect him to play well? What is that line? Where does it necessarily get blurred? Now, would I love to see, you know, the Bears are going to lose some games this year. Would I love to see maybe if they're down by 10 points in the second half, he leads them down on a strong 80 yard drive to get a touchdown. You know, I see that as a type of progress consistency. I would see that as a type of progress. You know, can he make decisions that aren't bad decisions and we're just bad. We are just bereft of talent. You know, I think there is a difference there. So as of right now, I'm definitely still buying in on him. I think he can have a fantastic career. I'm not completely sold on him. And unfortunately, I don't think the results on the field are going to really aid in that cause. So it's just tough, man. It's the Bears, dude. It's the, it's the Bears. We're caught in between a place, right? We have a new regime coming in. and We have a quarterback we're trying to find out is good. We never do anything at the same time on the same page. So it's going to be a little bit of a we'll see. And I'm hoping that he has a little bit of success because I don't want to worry about next year's draft. Well, let, let me just say this first and foremost, because the Kool-Aid drinkers love it. And, and, you know, your quarterback picked this school for some reason to go to. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> and by the way, they were vanquished. Ohio State is vanquished. And will be this year. Yes, Ohio State is vanquished. So let me just say this. You asked about what's going on with the Lions. Let's let's button it up with this and let's get you some let's get your plugs in because I know you're doing awesome things on all different types of platforms these days. Like you asked about what's going on with the Lions. Like, you know, the fans are just so dang excited. Like the hard knocks is going to be something else. I can't wait to watch it. Like we're, we're pretty much healthy across the board um, other than waiting on, you know, either Romeo Quara or a few of the rookies to get ready. Um, feeling good got an easy schedule for the most part at least on paper um, you know there's just lots of optimism I don't think in my lifetime there's ever been kind of this upward swing where people love the general manager they love the head coach mm-hmm. they love how they're building it they think that I just went through all the contracts like basically you you stack our contracts it's like quarterback left tackle defensive end elite corner you know uh, edge rusher that's a rookie a uh, top wide receiver that's a, on a rookie deal so there's lean and mean when it comes to contracts and whatnot. So I just said before you jumped on that now they have to not only make plays, but it comes down to wins, um, actually stacking wins, winning on the big moments, you know, winning when it counts most. But over the next two to three years, man, I think that 
this is as optimistic as Lions fans as a whole have been. And there's always the loyal Kool-Aid drinkers, which I love so much. There's always people that will live and die with this team. But even the skeptical people seem to be like, hey, you know, I like who they've been adding. I like how they've been building. I like the the setup of this team. Now it's time to go over the next couple of years. That's where we're at. Look, man, and, you know, we've talked about the last couple of years, you've taken your lumps. And, yeah, to your guys' credit, I think you guys have taken some players that, to get really excited about. And, yeah, I totally forget about a guy like Okora that's coming back. And if he can come back, hopefully 90 95% of who he was, I mean, that dude that dude can be a game wrecker. I noticed you didn't mention quarterback in there, uh, Derek. Um, but so I'm going to want to leave you on two things. Uh, you can answer which one in whatever order you want. One, are you buying all this Vikings hype? Because uh, I don't. Uh, it feels like this annual rite of passage of like, don't sleep on the Vikings in the division. Um, I want to get your take on them just really quick. And then my second one for you, just, just throwing it out there. If the cost of doing business is like a fourth or fifth round pick, why wouldn't the Lions be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo just for this year? Oh, geez. Joey, do I really have to answer those? I mean, both are just things I don't even want to discuss. First of all, we're not going to bring Jimmy G in for anything when he makes 27 some million dollars. Like I just told you, our quarterback who you don't believe in and I don't think can throw, um, but uh, I'm hoping he has a great year, makes 31 and a half. So you're not going to put 60 some into two marginal quarterbacks. That's first and foremost. We've already run down Kirk Cousins multiple times on the show. It's almost like an old bit. Like, I don't know the next thing I was going to throw out there about how annoying it is to see this smug Aaron Rodgers show up to training camp like it's cosplay. I mean, what an idiot this guy is. But I wanted to end it with this, Joey. With the Lions with all the hype, with your team just being kind of railroaded for left, right, and center, will the Lions live up to all this hype, all this bravado, all this excitement, and or... Will your Bears over-deliver? Will they they be what I said the Lions would be the last couple of years, a team slept on that will rise up? That's what I want to know from you, my friend. Look, I think it's sitting out there, dude. I mean, I know the NFC North as well as you do, and our schedules this year, and you've already mentioned it, is very advantageous. I think that there's no reason why we could possibly be looking at one of the first over 500 seasons for the Lions and I don't know how long. You probably know the number. I mean, it's sitting out there, right? I think for both of our teams, you know, for the Bears, I think there's a lot of sentiment out here that we kind of wish that we would just be terrible and, like, get that number one, number two pick and then make a decision on a quarterback or trade with whoever wants a quarterback next year. I still think the Bears, with that schedule too, because, dude, we got, we got, like, the Jets and the Commanders and the Falcons. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of bad teams that the NFC North gets a chance to play this year. So I still see the Bears in that six, seven. If they win eight games, I think we should be elated as Bears fans. If you're a Lions fan, I think seven is pretty acceptable, but I would be a little disappointed. That eight, nine area, I think, is what you guys really should be shooting for this year. And I think you guys can get there. For both teams, I think it is going to come down to a little bit about how you guys, how we start, a little less about how we finish. Just because I believe in the NFL season, if you can get off somehow a three and two, four and two start, it's just that feeling in the locker room, like right? that feeling of belief that you can make things happen. And when you're trying to turn a franchise around, sometimes you need that strong start to really get you rolling a little bit. So I would keep an eye on that. But 
I mean, you know, if you guys, from the Lions' perspective, I think you guys should have some pretty solid expectations. And dare I say, maybe possibly talking about wildcard implications in late uh, November or December. Joey, Joey, let me do this. Let, let me let me say something, and then we'll we'll end with something amazing. So, uh, l- let me help you out as a friend. I mean, uh, I I always like you coming on the show. I always like you listening to my Kool Aid takes back and forth. So as a friend, I just want to tell you, buckle in, buddy, because I, I think you're in for a very rough season, and I've been through quite a few on this end. I see the Bears winning less than five football games. I see them winning mm. maybe three football games in total um, and, yeah. and being at the top of the draft, like you said. You put my Lions at seven. I mean, I always say the schedule starts at 10 and works its way up. But if I'm a if a common thinker here, I'm thinking seven, eight, nine is, is where they would like to be this year. And then a, a boost the following year where we really come on the scene. But I think you're in for one this year, buddy. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to prepare yeah. you in advance. So I thought I'd throw that out. And, and I'm just so excited about my Lions as I always am, win, lose or draw. But I wanted to end with the great stuff, which is all the amazing stuff you're doing at the Believe Podcasting Network, at um, all the video work you're doing. You're just busting your tail. You're all over the map in regards to the different media, and I always think it's so awesome what you're doing. So I definitely want you to you know, throw it out there or tell the people what you're up to or however you want to do it before we get up out of here. Derek, man, great to hear from you, dude. Uh, happy training camp day. Uh, happy yes, to be sir. able to talk to you uh, as we begin this NFL journey. And, of course, uh, we will be touching base next month, hopefully, uh, with a actual real win prediction from both of us at that particular time. Uh, <laughs> but until then, for anyone interested, uh, follow me at Joey Sports Guy on Instagram or Twitter for my socials. Um, you know, obviously, as one could guess, I do a lot of Chicago-centric content. Uh, we just talked to Ozzie Guillen talking about the White Sox the other day. We've got some great guests lined up talking NFL all of August, getting people ready. Um, not just for the Bears season, but for the NFL season in general. And I will also tell you, this one's a great one for your fans. I just got off an interview today. It's going to probably be airing later tonight, early tomorrow. Go to Believe.com, type in Bet on Chicago, and check out my interview with a guy named Kevin Bryant. He is the author of a book called Spies on the Sidelines, the High Stakes World of NFL Espionage. I just had him on for 30 minutes. And, man, did he have some interesting things to say. So if you are at all interested in what goes behind the scenes of the NFL, who cheats, who doesn't, or, Derek, do I say they all cheat uh, at one point or another? Um, (laughs) It was a really fascinating interview. It's really cool. Um, Not Chicago-based. We ended up talking more about what the Patriots did, didn't do, and probably definitely did do uh, more than anything else. Really cool interview, so you can check that out. Joey, that sounds very interesting. So interesting that I even have music for something like that. (laughs) Very uh, conspiracy-ish, very intriguing, dare I say. Uh, I encourage everybody to go check that out and hear what it's about as well as, yeah, man, like I say, I just, uh, you always do all these awesome interviews with all these top end coaches and entertainment folks. And then you're just so nice and and so cool to have you on here, man, just to usually you get a text from me saying, here's the basic layout. We're basically just going to talk football. And you just came on the Kool-Aid hotline, 989-272-3484 and logged in 20 (laughs) minutes and took a couple, a lot of cheap shots from me. And it was fun as it always is, my man. 
Hey, dude, friendship's real, man. Happy to do it anytime. Uh, good to hear from you. Hope you've had a great summer, and I can't wait to do it again uh, next month, man. No doubt. Training camp is here. Football is here. Joey, appreciate you calling. Everybody, we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.